From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Springtime in Syracuse means tulips and also blue pinwheels placed by the McMahon Ryan Child Advocacy Center to raise awareness for child abuse prevention. Here with me in the HealthLink on Air studio to talk about her role as the medical director for the center is Dr. Ann Botash. She's a professor of pediatrics at Upstate and the director of the Child Abuse Referral and Evaluation Program. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Now, your role as medical director at McMahon, Ryan, it seems to go with your role as director of child abuse referral and evaluation program at Upstate. Can you talk about what your responsibilities are, how those interact? Sure. So the the child abuse referral and evaluation, actually the care program is easier to say, started back in the uh, 1990s uh, as a just a, a medical group who were mainly interested in taking care of kids who were abused. And that's really the upstate kind of component. That's our team, our our medical team, and uh, the, the medical directorship of the Advocacy Center, which is actually co-directed uh, by myself and Dr. Pekarski, is really more of the kind of outward facing. We work with the me- the medical uh, piece for the ad- for the advocacy center for McMahon Ryan Child Advocacy Center, and so that has more uh, administrative roles within the advocacy center, um, participating in um, case reviews, meetings, those kinds of things, helping with um, other uh, aspects of uh, advocating for kids and and what they need that you know kids that have been abused. How big of a problem is uh, child abuse in Syracuse? It's actually quite a, a large problem. Um, I um, I think I'm always surprised at the statistics. And at the Advocacy Center itself, we had um, over 1,500 uh, children in 2018. And um, in the county, we have um, close to 9,000 hotlines and court-ordered uh, investigations of child abuse um, last year so 9,000 yeah it's like 89 something wow so yes wow now when we talk about abuse what what that encompasses that could encompass a lot of different things right yeah and and actually um you know we think of them all as separate but oftentimes they're really interrelated that kids who are physically abused often are also emotionally abused. Sexual abuse often goes with emotional abuse, but can also go with physical abuse. So there's categories of abuse like that, that you can divide things up and say, well, this child was neglected. But often a child who's neglected is also abused in other ways. And so these hotline, these are phone calls, are they are they from um, kids who are abused? Or are they from neighbors who think they see some abuse happening? Are they from parents? All, they all of from? those things. Oh, really? All, all okay. of those things. So it's usually um, someone who observes something. So it can be anyone in the community. There's a separate phone uh, number for mandated reporters. There are many people in our community who are mandated to report when they suspect abuse. And, and those are usually um, people who work with children in some way. So they're licensed in New York State um, to do something with kids. So um, doctors, Te- teachers, and teachers, yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, let's talk about the age range of the victims. And we're talking about child abuse, but so is that all under eighteen? Or that's that's our criteria for a child under eighteen. Most of the kids that we see, though, are between the ages of really babies, zero to six years old. That's the the majority of the children we see. 
Wow. So really, uh, the age where they need an advocate. So, I mean, they can't really speak for themselves at, at that young age. I think it's, um, I think those are the kids where we are picking up that they've been abused, but we also see a lot of kids um, that are teenagers that um, have disclosed themselves, you know, to someone. So I guess what I'm trying to say is the younger kids don't speak about it. Sometimes we pick things up, though, like behaviors or, um, you know, see an injury or notice that a child isn't growing as well. Um, and the older children, the adolescents, don't come for medical care as often as we would like. So we don't necessarily see things um, in, you know, they're not showing us <laughs> their findings okay. or their signs or symptoms, but they're disclosing. And so those are the kids that we see. And we're, and actually a large number of the kids that we see are the the group of um, trafficked um, teenagers. So that wow. the Advocacy Center does serve that population as well. Uh, I want to talk to you about what services McMahon Ryan offers to help victims of abuse and neglect. What, what sorts of things... Uh, does the agency provide? So the the nice thing about the Advocacy Center and the reason that it exists is that the county services and um, the the community services that work with children who have been suspected of abuse are all working together as a team. So we have have the police uh, from the city and we have the sheriff's department, we have the DA's office, we have... um, basically all the victim services. So we have child protective services. We have the sexual abuse unit for child protective services. And we have um, Vera House and we have uh, therapists from Vera House. So, um, and we have um, advocates through McMahon Ryan. And I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but there's there's a large group of, of people uh, from the community. And when someone comes to the house, um, if they come directly to the center and they... Um, are you know disclosing or are there's a suspicion of abuse they meet with an advocate who then serves as a case manager and walks them through what will be happening um, for the rest of the investigation and then the treatment services and we're all in the same building so all of that can take place in the same building not necessarily at the same time but in the same building and um, we you know the services that we have are really very um, unique to this particular population. So we have rooms where we can do interviews and have those be observed from outside of the room. We have exam rooms that are really very um, nice. They're large. There's enough room for, you know, one or two family members to be in there with a child. We have um, equipment like the colposcope that uh, isn't really something that's used in a regular medical exam, but is used for forensic purposes so we can take photographs. Um, We have large areas for waiting and play (laughs) for kids, and we have um, therapy rooms that are really, um, it's all for kids, so it's all um, designed for children. Great. Uh, this is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith. Uh, I'm talking with Dr. Ann Botash. She's a professor of pediatrics at Upstate and the medical director for the McMahon Ryan Child Advocacy Center. So I wanted to get your advice for if, if there's someone listening um, who's maybe a friend or a neighbor, uh, someone who thinks maybe they've spotted a child who's abused or neglected, what are some of the signs or symptoms that that person would be looking for? And, and then what do they do with their suspicions? 
So, it, you know, it, it depends on, on a lot of things. It depends on the age of the child, what symptoms you might be looking for. And it depends on the child's personality themselves. There might be um, something that one child might be more likely to tell about abuse and another child would be much less likely to tell. And yeah, I think it's important for adults to realize that most of the time kids do not tell. So even if you ask them, they oftentimes do not tell that they've been abused, particularly for sexual abuse. Um, and some of that is just that children don't necessarily understand that something happened to them that was wrong. Um, and, and trying to process that, a child trying to process that can be um, hard because then they feel like they did something wrong and then they may not tell you because of that. They may not tell you because they don't want to hurt you or bother you or all sorts of reasons. So I, I think, you know, besides the signs and symptoms, just understanding that there isn't necessarily going to be um, a disclosure. So beyond that, when you have a child who's, um, for example, neglected, you might just see unusual behaviors, like unusual eating behaviors, unusual dress. Um, you know, some of the real severe signs might be a child who's not gaining weight, a um, child who's not growing well, or not, and they may be speech delayed. And, and all those things can be related to other reasons. So it's, I think it's really hard as an observer. But if you see a change, so if you see a change in behavior, you see a child who was normally really outgoing and then suddenly they're really withdrawn, you might start thinking about emotional abuse or neglect. Um, physical abuse tends to be hidden too. So, you know, kids will wear clothes that cover themselves up where there's been a, abuse or they'll be covered with clothes that cover up an, a bruise. Um, but physical abuse also presents as some of those behavior changes. So I think for people that work with children, those might be things to think about. And it is, um, it is harder sometimes even for the parent to recognize abuse in their own child. They might just, you know, attribute these behavior changes to, oh, they had a tough day at school or something like that. But I think, you know, opportunities like this on the air to raise awareness so that people think about abuse, that this is, maybe it's just something just to keep in your mind that it could happen. And and then ask the questions open-ended to, to your child and just see what they say. And if you have a concern at all, you can call the Advocacy Center and there are people ready to answer. Are the perpetrators, um, well, who are the perpetrators? Are they parents? Are they... Unfortunately, a lot of the perpetrators are parents. And actually, I would say the majority, more than 70, 75% are parents of the of the kids that we see um, through the advocacy center. So they're not necessarily the parents they live with. Um, they can be, um, you know, one parent may not know that the other parent is abusing the child. Um, rarely, it's both parents. Uh, usually, it's one or the other. And it's usually devastating to the family when this information comes out because now we have a family that, you know, used to think that they were happily <laughs> ever right. after living together. And, and now they find out that something terrible has been going on all along. Wow. Well, uh, what should a person do um, if they suspect, if you're a parent and you suspect abuse of your child by maybe the other parent, um, do you just get, go to the McMahon Ryan Child Advocacy Center for help, or um, I I think there's a lot of different opportunities for people to call. I I would call the hotline first, which is the county um, hotline here, and we have a state hotline 
um, number that would be called, and we have uh, county agencies that can help, definitely can call the Advocacy Center um, as well, and we can uh, help to point you in the, in the next, you know, what the next steps are. So just so listeners know, the, the New York State Child Abuse Hotline is 1-800-342-3720. How did you become involved in taking care of kids who who were abused? You went to medical school and became a pediatrician, but how did you get involved in helping? So that's an interesting story. (laughs) I, I did not grow up always wanting to be a child abuse pediatrician. In fact, there was not such a thing really when I became a pediatrician. I became a pediatrician because I like to work with kids and I, I found that, you know, they're the, most fun to work with. They're almost always happy and they almost always get better. So it's a nice group. And I, somewhere along the way, started seeing um, a lot of abused children in our pediatric clinic at Upstate before it was Golisano. And um, once you start in the field, I think it's really hard to, most people that I know that are, you know, my age working in this, once they start, it's really hard not to become engrossed in how to help these children because there's so many ways that you can help them and it's so um it's actually very uh, satisfying to really help a child who's been abused or whose family really needs help and they want to help their child i i really can't explain it any other way there are a lot of um uh, different ways that child abuse presents too and so as a sort of a science person, that's how you become a doctor, you know, you study a lot of science, you start thinking about all the, uh, you know, if this, then that, okay, so you start looking into, well, you know, this child's presentation, they've got this finding or that finding, what could it possibly be? And it it becomes uh, a little puzzle that you have to put together at the end. And sometimes it's not abuse, sometimes it's actually a medical, you know, mm-hmm. situation or disease or, um, something that was untreated. I mean, there are some rashes that make you think that a child's been abused and and no, it's not. So those are always fun too, when you can make a medical di- diagnosis that's treatable and, you know, everybody goes home happy. But also I think we have, you know, we've had some kids, uh, some children um, who change the way you think about the world. You know, they come in and they're, they're so strong. They've been through a lot and they're still happy and they still see things um, with a child's eye, you know, they, they'll say things like, well, you know, I don't know why my dad did this. And, and you're like, yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) But now you're in this nice foster home and people are taking care of you and, and they, you see them actually learn something new about how life can be. And it's just, it's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that information. My guest has been Medical Director of the McMahon-Ryan Child Advocacy Center and Upstate Professor of Pediatrics, Dr. Ann Botash. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.